When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Our partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite bet, Vegas Casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus of the first deposit. Bet online when the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I'm your host, Travis Reed on the Believe Network. Um, today, we got a special guest, somebody uh, I just recently met through social media, but I felt like I read her story. It's like so worth telling to the world, to the masses and other athletes. Um, she finally didn't big time me anymore. So uh, I finally got a chance to, uh, to talk to her, get her, get on here for y'all to hear her story. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. Please introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Christian Ross Francis. I am a marketing and branding guru straight out of Dallas, Texas. So that's me. <laughs> now, she is a former athlete, but you can tell she got that Southern charm in her. So it's yeah. definitely, um, you know, a pleasure to meet her. And like I said, I, once, you, once you hear a story, trust me, you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So we're gonna get right into it. You know, how did your uh, how did your basketball journey start? 
Well, um, I've been playing basketball. I was playing basketball pretty much my whole life. I started playing when I was about in the fifth or sixth grade. Um, from there, um, I played AU ball. And then from there, you know, high school, college um, as well. So my journey in basketball has been amazing. It was amazing. So it's been amazing. And I started, like I said, I started in about elementary um and all the way to college and that's pretty much how I started playing basketball and started my journey in sports all right, all right. like the typical typical you know start young yeah. super young you know you had the skills to do it you know were you interested in anything else playing anything else uh other sports uh I ran track um I also ran track I pretty much did that in in high school um that was like my my second favorite uh sport um even though I feel like I was better at track than basketball mm -hmm. but basketball always had my heart because it taught me a lot like it taught me you know teamwork it taught me discipline it taught me um pretty much how I am today um me being you know the super aggressive woman I am today <laughs> so okay, okay. it really taught <laughs> it really taught me a lot basketball really taught me a lot so yeah so the other sport that I play I tried soccer uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't for me <laughs> all day running <laughs> not for me so I did cross country in high school um of course we had to play we had to do cross country in high school because if we played basketball we had to do cross, cross country so um yeah pretty much you it. did um, why was I, that uh, I guess because the, the conditioning, like they no, I, I get the just, running, yeah, but they just like you go, y'all not gonna play bad, y'all gonna just run cross country. That's crazy, man. They made us, they made us run cross country in in, in high school in order to play basketball. It was like I, I hated it. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I, I hate doing all this running. Like I feel like we just running up and down the court. Why do we have to do all this running, extra running? So. But cross country was really fun. Um, it was very uh, challenging. I imagine running the distance, but it was it was it was fun. It did it did prepare us for basketball um, during the season because I, I realized that I wasn't as tired as I was, you know, without cross country. Mm -hmm. um, playing before playing before high school, um, I would get a little winded, you know, because you know. We only conditioned during the season. So, but cross country really prepared us for a lot. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you didn't like cheerlead or anything like that, neither? Do I look like I'm a cheerleader? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing with you. I know. I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just playing. Did you? Uh, no, I, no. But the crazy part about it, uh, in college, I did try out to be a cheerleader and I made the team. Oh, but okay, okay. Um, yeah, that was about it. That's the farthest I did for cheerleading. Um, okay. so I, you I, did, so you, I'm not okay. So you actually made the team with cheerleading college, okay? Yeah, but it was short lived because I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do this, I'm just gonna stick to basketball. <laughs> hey, it was so like one of those things, like, it was one of those things, like, oh, I just want to try because I never did it, like, just to check it off my bucket list. <laughs> So it was one of those things, and I was just okay. like, and it was like one of those challenges, like, okay, I'm gonna do this so I can get become more girly. Like, I feel like cheerleading is like the most girly sport, but 
hey, these chilies these days, like, it's the real sport out here. Like, it's competitions and all that. So, hey, yeah, nah, it was short lived. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, growing up, uh, balling, did you play in AAU or did you just play, like, you know, Park and Rec or in the streets? Or how did, how did, how did you? Uh... No, I play AAU. I play all year round. I play basketball all year round. Um, AAU. It was so, I, I, I kind of miss AAU. I ain't gonna lie. That was like the most fun times of basketball because the simple fact we was traveling. We had team, like the team um, that I had. Um, we, we had so much fun on the road and just here playing locally in Dallas as well. Um, so yeah, AU was like it was like fun. It was <laughs> it was like the fun times. Like I'd rather play AU than a school ball. <laughs> because we like our team, our team, like everybody had to play every position. Like we never played one position on a on our AU team. So like it was like one of those things is like you can play the one through the five, like and have so much fun with it. So but of course, when you get to school, it's more organized, more structured, you know, so you have to do plays and stuff like that versus AAU. They pretty much let you, you know, do whatever if you um athletic, you know, so. Oh, I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. So were you one of the top, I guess, uh, players coming into high school? I wasn't a top player, but I was definitely on some college radars. Um, I wouldn't say I was like the top 100 or anything like that, but I was uh good enough to go to college so i wouldn't say i was just super good but uber good but hey, I you, was are, you, you are you were uber good you know what i'm saying to get to college trust me that's a whole nother level you know what i'm saying yeah that is true that is true but of course um I never, you know i wasn't one of those kids that was never ever thinking about going to like d1 D2, like any of those schools, my goal was just to get to school to get a scholarship. So I was happy to do that because, you know, you know, some inner city, you know, kids mm -hmm. do go under the under the radar because, mm -hmm. you know, either the school wasn't that good or either, you know, we just don't get that exposure, especially back in my day, because, you know, our way of get scouted was VH, VHSs and DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to send out our we had to send out our uh tapes to schools just to get scouted if our school wasn't on the radar or you know mm -hmm. so it was one of those things so I was I was good enough to get to college so that's all that mattered to me. <laughs> I got you. I respect that. I respect. What would you say your most memorable moment in high school was? Uh, my most memorable was I got a second team all district. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was one of the most memorable things and uh, me moving up as a freshman to varsity as well um, during the season. So I feel like that was one of the highlights of my of my years as well. And um, that's pretty much it. I feel like that was my, my accomplishments right there. Hey, it's cool. <laughs> like I said, making all district is a big old thing. You know what I'm saying? I respect yeah. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So you do your four years in high school, you go on, mm -hmm. you're, you're moving to college where you're getting recruited by a lot of schools, some schools, how did, how did your college, you know, trying to get the college experience work? 
Well, like I said, my school um, at the time when I was playing, we were not a big school. We was on the radar a little bit, but by the time I got to um, my senior year, you know, I tore my ACL. So um, I was... I had some colleges. I had a lot of, you know, JUCO, uh, NAI, you know, schools like that looking at me. But I necessarily, you know, by the time I got to my uh, senior year, a lot of those offers was off the table because I was hurt. So that put me in a in a different, you know, a different space because, you know, people really don't want nobody necessarily hurt going to going into college, especially freshmen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I luckily had got a, um, an offer to go to uh, Jarvis Christian College. And so from there, that was pretty much it. I got you. What do you remember mm-hmm. about your, what do you remember about your first year in college, you know? Oh. It was the, the the running, the practices, like waking up <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, running, uh, two a days. Um, you know, just you know, it was a whole new experience from you know, uh, high school. Like mm-hmm. now you gotta now you gotta be forced to be an adult. Like you don't have <laughs> nobody waking you up, go to practice. You don't have nobody staying on you about you know um getting in the gym and you know you're pretty much adult now so you got to make your own decisions on what you want to do and how you want to do it and things like that so the thing for me was it was like now I have to really 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 be an adult now like I don't have nobody like telling me what to do and telling me how to do it and Mm -hmm. things like that and one thing I learned real quick, like them coaches don't care where you came from, what you what you did in your previous high school years, like all that erased once you get into college. So it's just like now I'm just like I feel like I was back to square one. Like now I got to prove to to this coach that I'm worthy worthy to play. You know, versus me already. You know, coaches already seeing me. Um, like in high school, seeing me in, in elementary, I mean, not elementary, in middle school playing, and they already know what I can do and, you know, practices and stuff like that. So now I got to show myself to a whole new staff and really getting myself out there. And yeah, it was, it was one of, it was shock. It was a uh, wide, wide awakening for me. Like, <laughs> like, no, hey, I got you. you're not a little girl no more. <laughs> yeah, no. I would say that was that was that the hardest thing uh, from college, uh, from high school, was the, just to have to do become an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the transition was very hard. Um, I feel like. At that time, yes, but I feel like kids these days don't don't. It's the transition easy for them these days because they have so much um, accessible to them, like everything, like they really don't have to transition that much, you know? Mm-hmm. So. No, that makes sense. It makes sense. I think yeah. for myself, it was hard. My freshman year was hard. You know, yes. like this big old school, big prestige program, uh, UCLA. And like, it was just like a lot of pressure to win, a lot of pressure to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mm-hmm. want to play. You don't want to just come sit. So you got to do the practice and and for me, it's like I was my was my father was military, so I had a schedule like okay, six a.m. wake up, 
6.30 shower, whatever, whatever, school, da 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 Like, college, it was like, damn, I don't have my dad telling me. Yep, yep, yep. You don't have nobody telling you, looking over you. Like, you pretty much got to do it yourself, so. Yep, yep. And so, like, you know, a lot of grilled cheese sandwiches, a lot of pizza, a lot of. Roman noodles. All that. I don't I can't even touch a ramen noodle these days. Like you can't pay me to eat ramen noodles. Like or hot leek sandwiches. Like you cannot pay me to eat those two things because it's like that's all I had in college. Like hot leek sandwich. You don't eat hot leek sandwiches. I can't even eat that no more. I ate it so much. It was one of those things. Like no, I cannot. Like is that what they were served at the cafeteria? No, I'm just saying like. Some days, it like in college, like especially playing basketball. Some days I would not want to go to the cafeteria. All I want to do is just sit in my room and relax and sleep and like, you know, what I'm saying like I'm sleeping between classes. Like, okay, I'm gonna sleep between this class and I'm gonna go get up, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we would have late practices sometimes, like you know. So, no, of course, and then especially being on the road too. So, you always have to have food in your. In, in your in your room and mm-hmm. you know as broke college students that's all we had <laughs> <laughs> Nah, trust me i hear you on that i hear you on that what would you say your greatest triumph and your greatest failure was in college um my friend when i when i finally got to play i think that was my my biggest thing for me when i finally got to play and i showed that um I was able to you know play at the college level um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know so I think that was the biggest thing for me and then the failure part was I think it was not sticking it out um because I only played for two years so I think the thing was for me it was not sticking it out um and playing why um, didn't you, why didn't you and, stick it out I think because I wanted to focus focus, focus more on um, school because at the point, you know what I'm saying? Like we still, we were still doing that transitional phase from being a, you know, a kid to becoming a young adult. And I, I started to get a little bit overwhelmed with basketball, dance school, and then, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things. It was like, man, I just want to focus on school at this point. Like, I feel like I played basketball my whole life. Um, and, but I still was playing like in little semi-pro leagues and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I still necessarily didn't stop. I just stopped playing in, in college. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. that makes sense. I think, um, you know, at one point I, I was going to give up basketball when I transferred schools. Uh, mm-hmm. See you later, Long Beach State, because I was just, you know, like kind of lost, you know, after my sophomore year. And I was just like, I'm going right. to just go to school. Forget it. Yeah. And, just, you know, mm-hmm. and then like, uh, you know, I went home for spring break and me and my dad just talked every day. Like, well, do you want to give up basketball forever? I was like, nah, I still, I still want to play. And uh, I was like, you know, well, then you know what your decision going to be. You know, like, yeah, right. I'm going to just leave school. So it was hard. It was super hard. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do in, in like basketball at that, I mean, at, at that time in my life. So yeah, right. I, know, I know how you feel. I know it I, and I think I think that's what needs to be. I don't know if you can teach that, but I think it needs to be taught to some athletes about that transition because 
Um, a lot of kids can't handle that transition, especially you go from, you know, some, you know, somebody telling you what to do. And, and then next thing you know, you get to college, you really don't, you know, have that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like something that needs to be taught to athletes about that transitional phase through all careers, yeah. like from yeah. high school to college, from college. Professional, to yeah, yeah, professional needs to, to and you know then professional to post-career. Like, yeah. I think those things need to be, you know, because it's like, I always say athletes are programmed. Like we especially you know starting especially when you're playing at a younger age we're programmed to just focus on sports mm-hmm. i'm not gonna just say basketball i'm gonna just say sports um because mm-hmm. like i said i play sports all year round mm-hmm. and i never thought about anything other than sports you know I, sometimes i didn't even have time to really be a kid because of of sports so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's one of those things that we necessarily don't prepare ourselves for um that transition because all we know is play 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 and not necessarily focus on like the next step going into life you know so and I think that's why like I said I mentioned the other day it was like I feel like that's why a lot of us um go through mental you know health issues because you know we don't know necessarily what we want to do after we finish playing our sports so I think that's something that needs to be taught to these kids because I see it a lot in athletes, like the mental healthness. Like mm-hmm. I see that a lot in athletes because we lost after we 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 don't know what we're gonna do. Like you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everybody's first reaction is like, "Oh, I want to go coach or I want to go train," but it's like, "Oh, is that really? Do you really, really want to do that? Yeah, are you really?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or do you really want to do that after you know? Because yeah. I tried it, I did it, and it just made me miss playing basketball even more. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, if I was in this era, if I was in this era playing basketball, like I probably would have went to the WNBA or something because mm. I would have got the exposure. Like right. I would have right. had the the tools to get me there. Like back then, we really didn't have trainers. Like we just had our coaches, and they just put drills together and that was it like we didn't have trainers where we can go pay and we um in a gym this many hours and stuff like that so I definitely be I always say that when I was training I'm like if I if I was in this era like I would definitely be somewhere farther playing (laughs) than (laughs) no no, I got you (laughs) I a hundred percent we talked about it obviously before uh but like people wonder why athletes have substance abuse problems or they, you know, they, they, you know, they drink or they smoke or whatever the case is to calm their nerves and, you know, depression, like that's a huge thing. It's just that yep. athletes are finally starting to admit that because back in the day, everybody thought you were soft, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh man, you good, you be all right, don't worry about it. And people right. just know the stress of like, like for me, I play. I started playing basketball. I was about four or five years old. I played. Mm-hmm. I retired when I was thirty-three. That's mm-hmm. twenty-nine years of my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And you figure if, if you were a doctor for twenty-nine years, and all of a sudden you got to be a lawyer, yeah, that'd be like a heck of a transition, you know. But within those, let me ask you this: within those twenty-nine years, have you ever did anything else? outside of basketball like as a 
as a um a outlet because uh, remember remember basketball playing sports is a job right it's, mm-hmm. it's a job within itself and so we necessarily don't have an outlet and that's something that i had to learn recently when working on my business you know mm-hmm. and i was always wondering why like i would get in these moods where you know i shut down and I get to myself, it's because I didn't have an outlet, you know? So when you play, when you, when you're playing a sport, you necessarily don't have an a outlet where you can get away from work. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> the so only, the only, like, only outlet I had was video games. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, like you gotta have like a, like now my, now my outlet is to go play basketball. That's something that I can relieve stress. I'm I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it brings me joy. It brings me happy, happiness. And I get back to well, my regular program day. Like, you know, that makes me happy. But at first, I was like, dang, like, why am I always in these moods? Because when I was playing sports, I necessarily didn't have an outlet. Mm-hmm. It was school, mm-hmm. basketball, school, mm-hmm. basketball, school, basketball. Like, that was it. Like, you know, so... I feel like athletes these days needs to have an app, uh, outlet besides their sport. Of course, yeah, if you're a hooper, you naturally naturally going to be like, yeah, this is my outlet. This is, you know what I'm saying? But once you really think about it, like after, once you get to high school now, I, I don't, I can say now it's a job. Like basketball is a job, like from high school, <laughs> To professional it's a job like right. it ain't fun when you was uh you know in the fourth fifth sixth grade you having you know having fun playing outside on the blacktop like at this point it's a job so what is your outlet besides this job and I feel like a lot of athletes need to have an outlet either it's music it can be fashion it can be anything else besides basketball that bring you joy I feel like that will help a lot of the mental uh health issues that's going on within the athletes i agree with you i agree with you on that 100 mm-hmm. percent um so you say you still be hooping just to kind of use that as an outlet now what, mm-hmm. would you, what would you say um your biggest lesson that you did learn like in college that you can pass on to the next year um i think the biggest thing for me um that I learned was um, to never give up. Um, it's going to be times where you feel like, oh, you want to throw in a towel um, and you might want to turn your back on basketball or sports in general if you, you know, you feel like it's not going your way or you necessarily not getting the what you need out of it. But if I, I I promise you, I tell people this all the time. If you stick with it, like it's gonna it's gonna come for it's gonna come all full circle for you. Like you just have to, you know, um stick it out because the main thing you have to have is patience. If you don't have that patience, like you're gonna be you're gonna be like you're gonna lose it. Like <laughs> so one thing that's one thing that I learned is to, you know, you know, stick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, never mm-hmm. give up and have that patience. No, I got you. So, mm-hmm. your what would be your best advice for the next you? Like, say you had a kid, she's coming into college this year. 
she's an athlete, student athlete like yourself. What would be your best advice, you know, for the next generation? Um, to have a backup plan. <laughs> uh, to understand that sports is um, it, it's more than just playing um, as well. Um, but I always have a backup plan. Just even 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 if you're um, in high school, elementary. Um, I know in elementary, I, I always vision like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But in high school, I think that's where you really need to think about like, hey, this is something I might want to do. In college, that's when you really need to know what you want to do outside of sports. Um, either you want to, it's so many things within sports you can do. Um, even if you don't want to stay within sports, it's stuff that you can do outside of sports. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think if I can go back and tell my younger self, like, Hey, like have a backup plan, like basketball is not going to be the end game for you. Like if I can go back and tell myself (laughs) that like, Hey, basketball is not going to be the end game for you. You need to figure out what you want to do next. Cause through my through my journey, I done tried everything. Like <laughs> I did modeling, I did acting, I did um, you know, um, I did I was a coach, um, I trained, you know, I did all that, but I think the thing that really brought to me brought me back to where I'm at today was I really want to help um athletes, you know, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to to get to that next level and understand like um like hey what what can you do outside of basketball to get to that next level you get what i'm saying so mm-hmm. well, that makes sense it makes a lot of sense i think right. that we need more of that what you're doing you know what i'm saying um rather than like i don't know other stuff you know like you said like training or but i'm not knocking if that's what you want to do that's fine but like i want to pass on many, i feel like it's too many trainers it's too many, it's too, it's too many of them. And then they watering it down at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, I think it's, it's a, look, I would say like they have to make a certain amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, the certain amount of money is like, they have to, like you said, water things down, you know, because yeah. like, they don't care where they get it. They, you know, like, you know, you know, like back in the day, some trainers would do it just for the love, you know? Right. You know, now it's they might still do it for the love, but they have to make, you know, try to get that big client or whatever the case is to get to a certain level, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, there's so many of them. There's a little mm-hmm. money now, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, speaking of like, you know, your transition, um, let's talk about, you know, uh, what you're doing now, because obviously you just said you was a modeling, acting, coaching you know, I did it all. You did it all. so let's get into what you're doing now mm, okay so what I do now um I pretty much do uh marketing and branding mm-hmm. um that is the logist of what I, I do but um I am here to teach um athletes the the importance of marketing and branding mm-hmm. to let them know that you know you can make money outside off the court you don't have to be the, ne- the the next lebron you ain't gotta be the next step to make those million dollar deals if you have a personality 
um, and you're likable, you can make the same amount of money they can they do. It's all about your marketing and branding, how you present yourself to the world, how you present yourself to social media. Um, and that's something that I want to, you know, teach athletes um, and helping them understand like, hey, what is your end game? What is what is what is going to, you know, from five, 10 years now, five, from five to 10 years from now, will anybody know your name? You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be LeBron, but shoot, if you, Kevin Smith, I don't know who Kevin Smith is, but if there's a Kevin Smith out there that's an athlete, um, A, will people know your name from five, ten, from five to 10 years from now based off of your marketing and branding? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like I said before, I, I feel like a lot of athletes, younger athletes don't understand the importance of that. You know, um, especially when it's with this NIL stuff going on, like it's still in a little, little, a little space where they trying to work the kinks out and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, I feel like um, I feel like it's something that the 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 younger athletes really need to to learn about, um, especially when they get to their professional to that professional level. No, I think uh, you know as. Paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way, you'll just have one due date a month instead of many, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offices that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you chances of approval, show you choice between loan officers. You're likely to get approved, you're likely not to get approved. To apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Athletes, we think we're immortal. We think we're never going to get yeah. hurt. We're never going to get injured. We'll play until as long as we want to play. I mean, I was one of them. Like I said, I was blessed to play overseas 10 years. Um, I thought I was going to play 20 years, you know, but you know, when, when God said, okay, you're done with that. Then I had to quickly try to figure out, okay, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Right. And, you know, like things, what you're doing, you know, is something that we need, like figuring out your future before, you know, it's time. Like people say like, okay, towards the end of your career, you know, figure out, you know, what you want to do. But nah, do that five, you know, five years in. I'm not saying take away from your craft because your craft is your craft. You know, work out, do do what you got to do, but just have something on your mind to be like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to go into this or I want to do that. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. I think that we have to think about more of that so we can have that generational wealth yep. and not squander it off just not smart things 
Exactly, exactly. I definitely agree with you on that because like I said, like I said before, a lot of athletes, they really don't understand the importance of it. Like, you know, they thinking like, oh, I, I don't care. I just want to play. Like, okay, you just want to play. <laughs> and then a lot of these athletes, when they finish really playing or they can't get on the next team, they, they don't have no money. Like, yeah, you don't have yeah. any money. So that's when the me- mental health issues come in. Like, oh, you went from making this much money and then now you're making no money. So if you would have been working on your marketing and branding, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about money, right? So, because at the end of the day, like, I always, I always look at it like this, right? You see the IG models, you see um, the ladies that's making money off of social media, right? And you necessarily, they necessarily don't do nothing. Like, they don't have to do nothing. Like, they probably just be pretty or they just might got a great personality. Like, mm-hmm. that's what athletes need to understand. Like, you don't have to be Steph Curry to to make those, that type of money. Like, if you have a, if you can find your own niche, like, if you maybe a former athlete, but you love cooking, right? You can make your own cooking show and, they, and <laughs> you can go from there and make money. Like you get your mm-hmm. own cooking show. You can get brand branding deals with cookware and, you know, different things like this. So it's always good to have an identifier outside of basketball. I, and this is important to all athletes. Like, okay, yeah, companies understand that you play basketball, but what else you do? Like, mm-hmm. it's the other people that play. It's thousands of other athletes that play basketball. But what makes you different from um, these other athletes? Or are you in the community? Or are you, um, you know what I'm saying? Or do you have other things going on? Like, like, like I said, are you, can you cook? Can you, um, can you dance? Can you TikTok? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> Hey, if you can do if you can do anything besides dribble a ball, you know why you see why you why do you see like and I always he's a good example, Shaq, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shaq gonna be making money till he die. Yep. <laughs> Shaq gonna make money till he die because the simple fact that he built his brand, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and he found other things that you know, that makes him unique. Like he's, he, he's tall as hell, but he's funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you see why he getting these commercials and he's doing, um, you know, he's doing commentating and all that. So it's just like, that's why I always say like, when athletes are on social media, show your personality, not just show, okay, I'm playing basketball and that's it. Like, okay, <laughs> it's other athletes. Like, it's plenty of other athletes, but what you what makes you different from these other athletes? You see Steph Curry, he's doing commercials, like, and I would never, when I first seen Steph Curry, I would never think that he would do um, commercials because of his demeanor. Like, if you look at Steph Curry, he's one of those laid back, under the radar, don't really want to be in the spotlight. Like, he seemed like one of those type of guys, like, oh, I don't really want to be in the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to, you know, but he knew, he's smart. He knows, like, oh, in order for me to get this money, I'm going to have to show my personality. So you see him in a Subway commercial. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? He shows a little personality in, in his Subway commercial. I'm like, okay, he got a little funniness <laughs> to him. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got a little no, funniness to him. LeBron James, the same way. LeBron James, the same way. I would oh, never yeah. think he would do commercials or acting or anything like that because he just seemed like one of those guys like, oh, I just want to play basketball and, and nothing else. Like, you know, when he first mm-hmm. came out, like, I just want to play basketball. Like he seemed like one of those type of athletes, but as he grew, you know, that's why he's where he at now because he grew to know like, Hey, I got to work on my marketing and branding. Like mm-hmm. people got to see who I am, you yep. know? Yeah. I, I so. think that you, you know, he, he learned the game early to where like he did it yeah. while he was still hooping. And yeah. so he got his brand. He hung around billionaires, he hung around Warren Buffett. And Jeff yeah. Bezos and those kind of be and you 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 want to hang around what you want to be. Always yep. go up, hang around up yep. if you can. And then yep. don't get me wrong, like don't forget where you come from, but like hang around up so you can see how they do it. So you can right, move up, right. like you said, like with LeBron and Shaq and people like that who marketed their brand, Magic Johnson, uh, Michael Magic Jordan, Johnson. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. those people who made a bunch of money on the court but made way more money off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like Because of their brand yeah, and who like they Le- are. LeBron has made like 300 million, 400 million on the court. 300 million, I think. Mm-hmm. But he made another 600 million off the court. You know, mm-hmm. what it's worth. I mean, to be one point, you know, one billion, you know, being a player. So right. to me, what you're doing, athletes need that. They need like a marketing, like, you know, like a person. Like that's what they be t- should be teaching in school. To be honest, like it should put yep. like for athletes to, you know, have a marketing person, have it, learn how to deal with agents, learn how to deal with managing money. Uh, even yep. if they don't make it, even if, even if they don't make it to the NBA, they can make it overseas. They can make it whatever. You need yeah. to learn these, these social skills, like you were saying, how to manage life. Right, 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 right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think that's something that a lot of athletes don't get. Um, And I blame parents. I blame coaches. I blame trainers because they they just focusing on getting them to that professional level instead of just um, teaching them everything in full circle. They need to know about like well, Um, the issue with mm -hmm. that is like all these all these parents, trainers, coaches they see that kid as their ticket in, you know, mm-hmm. and they see that mm-hmm. kid, you know, like, oh my God, this is the next Steph Curry, or this is the next yep. Giannis. So, so I'm going to put my, my hand on their shoulders. So like, I can make sure I get in with them. And then that might lead me to the next, you know, like they keep those you know, like that. It's like an yeah. agent. It's like an agent. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. Like where he has one tremendous client. He wants yep. that one tremendous but, client. But, but- to bring up other clients yeah but that, that blocks a lot of things though like that blocks like people like me like that's trying to help and trying to teach um like the and because they don't they and and i and i play i and i'm trying to put this in simple terms where i'm not trying to offend nobody but i feel that you know they want to keep those kids in the dark about a lot of things because they want to take advantage of them um they want to because i hear about a lot of athletes you know parents taking money stealing money from them agents stealing money from them like people around them 
is stealing money from them because this athlete necessarily don't know um, what, you know, type of deals they're getting or they don't know how to read a contract. Like I want to teach, I'm going to teach athletes like how to read a contract, how to look at your own contract. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to have your lawyers, you're going to have this and this and that, but you got to learn certain stuff in your contracts as well to, you know, know what you're getting yourself into, you know? Um, and also pretty much letting them know, like, don't settle for the first thing, first deal you get, like know how to negotiate. You can negotiate your own, your own, uh, not your playing contract, but you can negotiate, negotiate your own, um, branding deals, endorsements and things like that. Like mm -hmm. it's different stuff like that, that, nobody is teaching these athletes because they want to keep them dumb to what's going on going on around them so that's why i say I, you hear about a lot of athletes getting taken advantage of when it comes to money and stuff like that so it's all about having you gotta you gotta find people you trust especially in the sports industry you gotta find especially athletes you gotta find people that you can trust especially when it comes to money, because it's, 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 it's hey, people take advantage of these kids. And that's oh, one yeah, thing yeah, I feel yeah. my, 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 my business on is trust and mm -hmm. um, being effective and mm -hmm. um, being able to be an assistance to get you to that next level. That makes sense. Like I said, I think what you're doing, we all need athletes of mm -hmm. all genres need that, you know? It's the same mm -hmm. with like a regular person. It's the same thing. You don't want to get an actor or a lawyer or whatever. Right, right, not right. a lawyer, but like that, you know, things that a lot of people want to be around, you know? Right. Like a lot of people want to be around an actor. A lot of people want to be around a rapper. A lot of people want to be around an entertainer or a athlete because right. a lot of people can manipulate certain things. Like you were talking about mm -hmm. putting athletes dumb they don't want them to learn how to read the contract because they want to read mm -hmm. a form if, mm -hmm. if 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 i if an athlete read a contract and negotiated everything by himself what would agents do you know right. if, I, if i went to nike instead of the agent agents don't need to take his five percent i'm going to nike myself i'm talking to nike like yo i want this 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 yeah you know? and so yep. agents don't want that you know sometimes yeah, they don't want that yeah, they don't want that, but if I'm an athlete and you're mm -hmm. my agent, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be able, I'm gonna still get your five percent because that's that's you're my agent. Cause I you still at the end of the day, you still need the agent uh to negotiate like uh to like player contracts, mm -hmm. from what I know. Um, but like I said, um if I just know as an athlete, if I just know certain things that I need to look for in contracts, um that would be good for me because I don't hear I don't hear plenty stories mm -hmm. of players going overseas. Um, they go overseas and they never read their contract, so they're not getting paid. They're not getting their transportation that they was promised. They're not getting the food they was promised. They're not getting anything they're promising because they didn't read the contract. You know. Well that is a whole nother story and trust me that's the <laughs> truth i know about that overseas life you know it's a lot of stuff that overseas team get away with because it's overseas they wouldn't get away with it yeah. in the united states so trust yeah. me that is a fact that is a lot of stuff that be happening 
Um, so, so why can't I? I can teach athletes like that because a lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, athletes can necessarily be good to go overseas, but they can't afford an agent. If that makes sense, like you know. Um, so some of them just, you know, reach out to teams on their own and just be like, oh, okay. But they don't know how to read contracts, you yeah, know. So no, I get that. Is. I get that. I get that. Trust me, you gotta have somebody you trust and have somebody watching that somebody you trust. <laughs> so all right, all right. So we always ask a question at the end of the show. Okay. Um, you know, then I'll, you know, after that we'll uh, go into where people can find you because we need okay. you. We need you. <laughs> but uh at one point, you know, in our life or career. You know, as former athletes, we all go through low points, you know, in life or whatever the case is. I wanted to know, like, how did you get out of your low point, you know, of your career or your life? And did you do it by yourself or you had somebody help you? So how do I, how did I get out of the low point in my life? Um, I think the thing was for me, um, I think one thing about me is, I'm the type of person I shut down. Um, that's something that I'm working on is uh, not shutting down and shutting out the world. Um, but the thing for me was I started reading. Um, I started journaling. I just started um, figuring out different outlets besides um, working. Um, and then and then I do have, you know, people like friends and family that, you know, when I did shut out and I did, you know, just wanted to get away and, you know, I had them on my, on, on my ass. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's, we, in a, <laughs> we an adult show. It's all good. Oh, oh, oh. okay. I, they was on my butt and they was saying like, you know, you know, you always need those people that's going to motivate you in the end and, you know, things like that. But the main thing for me was, you know, I started reading, I started journaling, I started meditating, I started praying. Like those things really got me to um, get to a better space in a better mm -hmm. place where I can fully give my all into what I'm doing. Because there's been plenty of times I want to give up and I want to just uh, throw in the towel and just be like, okay, I'm going to live this regular life, but I just know that I'm not meant to live a regular life and I'm meant to help people um, and things like that. So um, I think that's that reminder always in the back of my head is like, okay, this is what I'm put on earth to do is to help mm -hmm. um, athletes and um, others to get to where they need to be. So I got you. Well, like I said, that makes a heck of a lot of sense. And I said mm -hmm. that we need you, you know, for not we, but they need you. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a former athlete, so I don't need you. But maybe, <laughs> I, do. maybe I do for, you know, like something else. But like, um, you know, like for former athletes trying to, you know, improve their right. stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, like, I guarantee you the youth in the future definitely need you because they need to know you know, you being a former athlete and, and, and knowing how to make that transition and let them make that transition to move on to different endeavors and, you know, have a brand, have a marketing thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, like I said, I feel like that's a real big thing. So right, right. let everybody know where they can find you uh, and how, you know, they can look you up on Instagram, you know, uh, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Okay, okay. So you can find me on Instagram at consult 
uh, with Chris underscore. And then you can find me on LinkedIn at um, Christian Ross Francis. And then also I am taking bookings for speaking engagement. Uh, I also teach how to get uh, brand influencer deals, endorsements, um, all that. So you can book me at game time with Chris at gmail.com. All right, people, like I said, just for, you know, like I said, if you, if you're in that area, if you're not in that area, look her up. Trust me. I've looked at her thing. She, she got it going on. You know, she got it going on. She's doing big things, you know, thank so, you. you know, so just want to say thank you one more time. You know, I appreciate you coming on the show. No and no, um, we got, you know, we got some things going up people. And by the way, I meant to tell you shameless plug. Uh, we are LinkedIn friends. So if you're on LinkedIn and you want, you said you read, right? I read too. Um, mm -hmm. I have, a, I actually have a book club. It's called Travis Reads. Uh, okay. Book club journey. I will send you the link to it so you can okay. join it and see what, what books I be reading and like my, you know, reviews on it. It's pretty tight. And if you are on LinkedIn, uh, you can find me, Travis W. Reed. Uh, and like I said, you can join my book club. And like I said, You'll see what like athletes like to read or whatever, motivational sports, whatever the case is. All right. So thank you. Like I said, if you listen this far, please like, share, subscribe. This will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts first, and then it will be on YouTube later on. Um, okay. We appreciate you. Like I said, yeah. So we're doing some things. We got some things going on with the show, you know, and Happy. shout out to, you know, Believe Network. And uh, we, like I said, we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Please like, like I said, like, share, subscribe. And we will see you later. Peace. Also, before I forget, you can find me at Travis W. Reed on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Forgot to mention that at the end of the show. <laughs> Travis W. Reed on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on, on Facebook. R-E-E-D. So people be like, what's the highest for the last things? R-E-E-D, Travis W. Reed. Partners, partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest news, sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite bet Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up and use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% discount welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, 
when the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.